This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Paranormal guys, I'm Chris and I'm Chad, and together we form Devastator. Well, I mean, I don't want to plug into those places. <laughs> okay. So, what's happening in the world of Chad? Oh, yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, you know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Pool's clean. Oh, sky is bright. It's nice the pool's clean now because we're in that icky jungle weather here. Yeah, that's true. Got a place to go flop around. For a feel while. like the guy from Indiana Jones <laughs> at the know. end when they open the ark when I go outside right now. Face is melting. Yeah, and I scream or, something in German. You say your your head shade, but you're not a Nazi. Ach! Wo ist der Schrauenschlüssel? Der are so deep, yeah? Yeah, sehr deep. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now, with me, I mean, I really have nothing going on except, uh, I think I've noticed we're cursed. You're cursed? No, we, the show. We? Why? I, I've been looking at our analytics lately, and I've noticed a disturbing little trend. What's that? Anytime I mention a foreign country uh-huh. that has listened to the show, they never listen again. They feel when, targeted. When I, when I mentioned the Netherlands, uh huh, they've never listened again. When I mentioned Australia, haven't listened again. <laughs> so... From here on out, when a country, when I see another country has listened to the show, I'm not going to say a word, unless it's like Luxembourg. You know what that is, don't you? What? They have a really crappy spy system. Yeah, so like countries, I'll be like, hey, guess what? Uh, China listened to us. Yeah, if they all stop listening, the whole uh, I don't know, network might shut down. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Our show's torrented in China. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Illegal copies. I know one place they can't listen to us, North Korea. Maybe. Maybe we're the show of the people. I bet you they boot like us on VHS tapes. <laughs> nice. Where it's just, you have to watch it, it's just a blank screen with it, audio. It's run on government television. Probably. It's like the old VHS bootleg ring they used to have over in like, I don't know, Romania in the 80s. Ah, so anyway. Yes. <laughs> do you have any news for us today, Chad? Actually, I do. From express.co.uk, has a UFO been spotted leaving Saturn? mysterious image of dislodged rings sparks a frenzy. Alien enthusiasts are up in arms after one of Saturn's rings dislodged, causing a break in its outer circle. 
An image from NASA's Cassini spacecraft shows an anomaly in the ring most distant from the spectacular planet. The picture was snapped in April, but only just released and shows part of the F ring. Well, (laughs) I think they sell those on Adam and Eve. Yeah, they probably do. Probably has a little light in some of them now. This has excited alien hunters with renowned UFO website, ufosightingsdaily.com, claiming that it was an extraterrestrial craft. It said, (laughs) It looks like a UFO was lying dormant in the ring and was suddenly turned on and shot out to do its job. The UFO was probably a drone, since the UFO may have been hiding there for an infinite amount of years. However, a steam scientist offered a more feasible explanation as to what caused a disruption in the ring. NASA said in a statement that it was likely caused by a body such as a rock that was lodged in the ring and became displaced. John Weiss, a ring scientist in Washington State... Really? Yeah. Either (laughs) one ring to rule them all. Uh, Explained to Fusion, there's good evidence that there's a lot of these sized bodies in the core of the ring itself, but you can't normally see them because they're covered by a dust cloud around them. And, you know, they're what however many millions of miles away i mean i couldn't see them. i i don't yeah i'll go out tonight i'll look up nothing nothing i don't see any rocks but they're in there and every so often move across the ring space and blow a bunch of those dust particles out this one was traveling faster than three feet per second saturn's rings are made up of dust rock and ice which can range massively in the size from a grain of sand to a large skyscraper yeah because the first thing i thought when you're saying that, I thought, okay, uh, automatic, you're going to jump the UFO. Couldn't be a small meteor or something kind of zipping through the ring, making it go a little crazy. Couldn't be part of the ring itself kind of bumping into each other and moving. Chris, I'm appalled, I'm appalled by your stupidity. You know <laughs> that that was an extraterrestrial craft designed for a specific job. That was sitting there turned off. Yes. And then... Powered on because of something. That's right. It activated that time. And any other explanation you have that sounds a lot more boring, who cares? You say boring, I say plausible. Spaceship. All right, well, hey, you know, teach their own. Speaking of uh, aliens, Chad. Yes. I got one here for you. This one comes to us from The Mirror, one of my favorite news sites. I like to reflect upon that site daily. (sighs) Anyway. Alien hunters claim NASA pictures show giant space worms. The hell you say? (laughs) Moving on the planet's surface. Ben Russell writes, Alien researchers, Secure Team 10, believe Mars was a planet much like Earth before it was destroyed by a nuclear war and its population wiped out. New images from NASA prove there is life on Mars, according to researchers into alien life. Secure Team 10 claim that not only is there life on the red planet, but it reaches far beyond simple microbial life. In a video posted online, they compare two pictures from the Mars rover of the same spot on the surface. One shows an empty location, the second shows the same spot, but this time a long cylindrical creature is visible. (laughs) Secure Team 10 claims this shows there is activity on the planet, and in this particular image, that the worm is burrowing through the dirt. Such claims have previously been refuted by NASA, who say occurrences can be explained by a number of scientific factors attributed to the environment. But speaking in the video, the group's founder, Tyler Glockner, 
says, you are looking at the dirt here on the Martian surface. There's nothing there. And in the very next image, we see this worm-looking object moving through the dirt. This thing is wiggling up through the dirt, whatever it is. Which, there's still images. How do, however they say it, it's wiggling. That I don't know. The group believe Mars was on a, was a planet much like Earth before it was destroyed by a nuclear war and its population wiped out. Mr. Glockner adds, Mars is not some dead radiation-covered planet that NASA would have us believe. There are structures on Mars. Craft on Mars. There are buildings. There are statues. There are monoliths. There are domes. There are glass tube-like structures underground with objects moving through them. Once again, if they're underground, how do you see them? <laughs> Can they see the Hobby Lobbies that are there? And the Michaels? Because there are crafts. Crafts. Joanne's, maybe. Maybe. There are entrances on the surface leading down into some sort of underground base. There are bones, there are skeletons, there are lights, there are UFOs in the sky, and suffice to say, there are a lot of things that NASA would like to keep secret, but these things have leaked out little by little over the years. Much like his gray matter. While NASA has refuted such theories over the years, those leaving comments on the video also had their own explanations. One said, Wondering what causes the massive scarring on Mars and other planets in our solar system. Check out the, elect <laughs> the electric universe theory, as they are most likely made when two massive heavenly bodies get too close to each other and discharge humongous amounts of electricity, creating unbelievably massive thunderbolts which scar the surface. Because it couldn't be anything like what we have on Earth called plate tectonics. This has been reproduced in labs, so get educated to other possibilities. Giant wow. thunderbolts from Zeus are causing big scars on planets. What's wrong with people? Plate tectonics worked for me. Several also said that the Mars rover itself could be responsible for the apparent disturbance on the surface, which is probably the case. One added, it looks like drill samples to me. Not a worm-like creature, but multiple drill holes or laser pinpoint readings. They usually take before and after pics of the areas where the samples are taken to document the event. My faith in humanity goes down every time I read a story like that. Chris, I'm appalled by your stupidity. Sandworms are proven. I have seen both sandworms wait, and Beetlejuice. Wait, Martian sandworms, though? Sure. I mean, they could come from anywhere. And Dune? I mean, come on. Those things are everywhere. You know, Spice what everybody wants or sting spice girls are who you call to bring it to you any more stories there chad <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell yeah. me what you want what you really what really, you really, want. really want well what i want to talk about is the sentinel out of the uk sentinels not the big robots that try to attack you oh destroy them thank god uh they have reported that they they would like you to understand <laughs> or believe or possibly think that a festival park still haunted by the ghost of a murdered child and a mysterious white rabbit. <gasps> Chasing white rabbits. Oh. Oh, is festival park still haunted by the ghost <laughs> of a child and a mysterious white rabbit? Richard Alt investigates the truth behind a curious Staffordshire legend linked to a horrific murder. It has been some years since anyone visiting Festival Park has complained of hearing the haunting wail of a ghostly child crying for help, or seeing the mysterious white rabbit said to accompany the unearthly shrieks. 
yet at one time sightings of the rabbit, which would hop across the path of travelers with no fear, never hurrying to seek safety as a wild rabbit would, were apparently commonplace, usually accompanied by a spine-chilling cry for help. The ghostly cries are said to be the echoes of a very real child, once who screamed out for help as he was murdered, choked to death on the lonely path by another boy. Help. As to where the beautiful milk-white <laughs> rabbit fits into the legend, anyone guess. The late historian Fred Lee recounted the story in his book Staffordshire Myths and Legends. According to Fred's account, the two boys, Charles Shaw and John Holdcroft, were walking to Utruria after receiving their wages from Joseph Hawley's pot bank. Well, pot bank. Pot bank. Pot bank? Mm-hmm. Huh. On a Saturday <laughs> during Wakes Week, 1933, Fred says the pair started gambling when they reached a place called Crabtree Field, which is now Festival Park, betting their wages on the toss of a coin. The pair argued over the outcome of the final toss. Charles snapped and grabbed his smaller, weaker friend by the throat. As the pair rolled over and over in the grass, John desperately cried for help, but Charles kept his grip on the younger boy's throat as his cries eventually grew weaker. When the red mist cleared, John was lying dead in the grass. Charles tried to cover his crime by faking a suicide using a length of rope and stringing up the younger boy from a tree, but to no avail. Charles Shaw was caught and sentenced to death, that sentence later commuted to transportation to Australia. <laughs> they sent him to Australia? Penal colony. <laughs> a chilling murder and gruesome tale to explain the ghostly cries, but is it true? Well, yes, as it happens in the county burials registry, an entry shows that John Holdcroft, a nine-year-old boy from Burslem, died on August 7, 1833. A handwritten note directly shows that John was listed as murdered. There is also a record that shows that a 15-year-old boy called Charles Shaw was transported to Van Diemen's Land, or Van Diemen, not sure how you pronounce that. I like that. Demon better. Demon. For the crime of murder, a box on a form was set aside for a description of Charles' character from his jailer. In it was written, not known before sullen disposition, parents honest and respectable. The case predates the Sentinel's archives, but Charles Shaw's trial was covered by the Staffordshire Advertiser. Shaw denied murder, attempting to blame an older man for the crime. But the man he accused was a solid, had a solid alibi in a fine example of 19th century CSI. A footprint matching Shaw's had been found next to where the victim's body was discovered, concealed under some willows with a rope around his neck. Furthermore, prisoners incarcerated with Shaw told the court he had confessed his crime to them. Shaw had claimed he had won the victim's money and that the nine-year-old boy had then attacked him. Shaw said he knocked him to the ground and he struck his head, killing him. Shaw then used a rope he had been seen with to drag John's body into some bracken to hide it. After just a few minutes' deliberation, the jury returned a guilty verdict, convinced Shaw had in fact strangled poor John Holcroft to death, all for the paltry sum of 18 shillings. Mm. Passing a sentence of death, later commuted to transportation, the judge, Mr. Justice Patterson, told him, no person who has heard the evidence can have any doubt as to your guilt. John Holdcroft was buried in St. Peter's Church in Burslem. As to what happened to Charles Shaw in Australia, it's anyone's guess. But of course, none of this explains why the ghostly wails of a murdered child should be accompanied by the vision of a white rabbit. 
because it couldn't be just a white rabbit in <laughs> hanging around. Well, I mean that's true, but but you know what would be, what the scariest thing about that would be What's if that? I was rolling under and around and heard you know a ghostly kid going help me, and then saw the white rabbit. First thing I'm thinking is Monty Python and Holy Grail. Really, I, that white rabbit's gonna scare me. <laughs> He's dynamite. Need the holy hand grenade. <laughs> so well, so white rabbit with a ghost kid. White rabbit and ghost kid. Don't yeah. see the connection, but all right. Hey, still spooky. I guess. Why not? Send them to Australia. Mm-hmm. Jack them. Oh, boomerang justice. You know, you know why they when in the story where they say what happened to him, nobody knows. Why is that? Dingoes took my falsely accused killer. <laughs> Dingoes took him away. They do that. I've heard. Well, all right, Chris. Well. I have one more little news story here. Ooh. And it has something to do with mysterious sounds as well. Strange sounds. This comes from sciencealert.com. Yes. It says a strange low-pitched sound is coming from the Caribbean Sea. Scientists have never heard anything like it. The ocean's a noisy place, but under the regular din of marine life and ship traffic, scientists have detected a strange, much louder sound coming from the Caribbean Sea. I think it sounds like that crab from Little Mermaid singing. Under the sea. It's too low to be heard by human ears, but the whistle-like noise is so powerful that researchers have been able to pick up its signature from space, and it's like nothing you've ever heard before. The sound was detected while researchers were analyzing the sea level and pressure in the region over the past 60 years, in an attempt to predict what could happen in the future. Their interest comes from the fact that the Caribbean Sea is an incredibly important part of the global circulation belt, responsible for forming currents that feed into the Gulf Stream. And if we want to understand how our climate's going to change in the future, we need to better understand how hot and cold water move around the planet. So scientists from the University of Liverpool in the UK were looking at four different models of ocean activity to try and figure out some of the ocean dynamics in the region. But pretty quickly, they realized something strange was afoot. Their models kept showing pressure oscillations across the Caribbean basin that just didn't seem to add up. We were looking at ocean pressure through models for quite different reasons, and this region just didn't work, one of the researchers, Chris Hughes, told Gizmodo. It felt like a sore thumb. To see if the strange phenomenon was actually real, they checked water levels and pressure readings taken from the bottom of the Caribbean Sea, between 1958 and 2013, and also looked at readings from the tide gauges and satellite measurements of gravity in the area. It turns out the strange pressure oscillations were happening in real life as well as in the models, producing a low noise that best can be described as a whistle. It might not sound like much, but it's so powerful the effects can be measured in space through oscillations in Earth's gravity field. I can hear it. I believe that's just our uh, air conditioning vents kicking in. You're a liar. <laughs> I can hear it. So what's going on here? The sound is being caused by a large wave known as the Rossby wave, which travels westwards across the ocean and has been seen to disappear when it hits the west of the Caribbean basin before appearing 120 days later on its eastern edge. We can compare the ocean activity in the Caribbean Sea to that of a whistle, 
explains Hughes. When you blow into a whistle, the jet of air becomes unstable and excites the resonant sound wave which fills into the whistle cavity. Because the whistle is open, the sound radiates out so you can hear it. Similarly, an ocean current flowing through the Caribbean Sea becomes unstable and excites a resonance of a rather strange kind of ocean wave called a Rossby wave. Because the Caribbean Sea is partly open, this causes an exchange of water with the rest of the ocean, which allows us to hear the resonance using gravity measurements, he added. This phenomenon can vary sea level by as much as 10 centimeters along the Colombian and Venezuelan coast. So understanding it can help predict the likelihood of coastal flooding, said Hughes. The researchers also predict that the Rossby whistle might have an impact on the entire North Atlantic by regulating the flow in the Caribbean current, which is the precursor to the Gulf Stream. They're now planning to investigate the phenomenon further to better understand how it affects ocean dynamics. So, wow. So the ocean making a whistle. The ocean knows how to whistle. I don't know. Ocean whistles. Yeah. Hmm. You know what it was? That that space. That's what woke up that spaceship hiding in the rings on Saturn. Really? Yeah. Wasn't that giant kraken they just saw not that long ago? No. Oh. Kraken has nothing to do with it. Well. <laughs> Interesting. I'm glad. It's good to know there's somebody out there researching it. Exactly. You got to research stuff. Ocean whistles. <laughs> so, Chad. Yes, sir. That's it for news today. Okay. Uh, coming up after our uh, little break, what is it uh, you have uh, planned for us today? Well, I thought I'd sauce things up a bit with some strange Kentucky cryptids. Saucy. Saucy. Hey, going back to Paranormal Guys, uh, canned cryptid meat. Yeah. Delicious. So anyway, after the break, Chad will be talking about some crazy Kentucky cryptids. Welcome back, and as we said before, Chad's got some stuff for us tonight uh, about some uh, crazy little critters from uh, Kentucky. Some mysterious Kentucky cryptids. Alright, what do you got up for us first? Uh, the first one I'd like to introduce to you is the Harrington Lake Monster. This is from KentuckyGhost.com. The Harrington Lake Monster is Kentucky's deepest... <laughs> Deepest monster. Monster. He gets really deep, man. He talks all existential and stuff. He smokes a lot of weed. Harrington Lake is Kentucky's deepest man-made lake. Created in 1925 by damming the Dix River. <laughs> Damn the Dix. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is that uh, Richard Cox, who had the old 
uh, Richard Cox Concrete Block Company was one of the guys that contributed a lot of the uh, blocks to block that river. So, Richard Cox Concrete Blocks blocked the Dix River. That's right. Okay. Cox, they Cox blockered it up, just in case you didn't know. That was completely made up. Don't research it. There's no point. But it was uh, dammed in 1925. The lake runs through Boyle, Girard, and Mercer counties. Its deep waters lined with houseboats and vacation homes and its sheer limestone sides, giving a small hint of the lost, deep, and dark gorge that the lake now covers. The lake itself may be new, but its dark waters may be hiding something ancient and mysterious. Ever since the dam was built and the gorge completely filled with water, many people have spoken of seeing a strange beast swimming in the water. Described as being about 15 feet long with a pig-like snout and a long tail that curls behind its body. This mysterious creature seems content to keep mostly to itself. It has never harmed anyone and it seems to shy away from people. It's most often seen swimming in the deep waters close to the dam, where every so often its snout will be reported poking up above the surface. The Harrington Lake Monster is also a surprisingly fast swimmer. There have been reports of it easily keeping up with a speedboat, going at full clips across the lake. In 1972, the Courier-Journal published a tried interview with Lawrence Thompson, a professor at the University of Kentucky who had a summer home on Lake Harrington. Lawrence Thompson told the paper that he had often seen the creature and that it appeared to him to be an unknown species of animal that had made its home in the lake, saying that it was only a monster in the sense that someone would call an alligator a monster if they had never seen one before. So what is the Lake Harrington Monster, one may ask? Chad, what is the Lake Harrington Monster? I'm glad you asked. One possible explanation is that it's an undiscovered species of animal that roams the Kentucky and Ohio rivers. Maybe even it's way down the Mississippi and all the way to the ocean. In this case, the Harrington Lake Monster probably isn't a single monster, that a small pod of these creatures was caught behind the wall when the Dix River was dammed in 1925. These creatures have been breeding and feeding in the deep waters of the lake ever since. One problem with this idea is that Lake Harrington seems to be the only place along thousands of miles of waterway that those river networks make up where the creatures matching this description have ever been seen. There were more than one creature swimming up and down these miles of river. It seems likely that occasionally one would be somewhere other than the former course of the Dix River. Another explanation is the presence of these creatures in Lake Harrington is built on remembering that the lake was before it was a lake. Kentucky is built on a limestone, and limestone means caves. Kentucky is home to Mammoth Cave, and the longest discovered cave system in the world. And hundreds of other caves are scattered across the state, making up miles and miles of underground passageways. In these vast underground caverns flow many undiscovered underground rivers and lakes containing unknown species of fish and animals. It is possible that at the bottom of Lake Harrington lies the entrance to one of these great cave systems. It's possible that a vast cave system containing some kind of underground waterway was once the home of these creatures where they swam through an eternity of darkness. These animals could have swum in the underground lake even deeper and larger than Lake Harrington. When the dam was built in 1925 and the gorge flooded, the water could have also flowed into an undiscovered entrance to the cave system. The existence of some strange underwater cave system where a colony of creatures uh, spending most of their time and emerging into Lake Harrington where they're occasionally spotted is a strange mystery and one of many possible explanations. So next time you pay a visit to the lake, find a quiet spot where the water's beneath you at their deepest, turn off your engine, turn off your radio, sit quietly and wait. 
you may see a friendly snout poking up above the water. <laughs> Isn't that the almost the same premise as uh, Piranha? I think so. Underground or underwater cave system with protected animals that somehow gets opened and then all of a sudden Doc Brown telling you that these fish are millions of years old. And Underground, hidden, cannibal, giant, prehistoric, piranha monster fish. Enough and so frightening that children would scream and run away from them. Yeah. <laughs> so Lake Harrington monster. So Kentucky's kind of Nessie. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. pig's now. <laughs> Everybody has one. Why not Kentucky? This is true. All right. What do you have up next there? Up next, I have a creature that some may or may not have heard of in recent times. It's actually been uh, blamed for the death of many, many people. And it is the Pope Lick Monster. This comes to us from a cryptid wiki. Yeah, we had a... What was it, a show or two ago, we had the news story about the uh, girl that mm -hmm. was killed. She fell to her death looking for the Poplic Monster. The Poplic Monster is a legendary part man, part goat, and sometimes part sheep creature reported to live beneath a Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle over Floyd's Fork Creek in the Fisherville area of Louisville, Kentucky. In most accounts, the Poplic Monster, named after Poplic Creek below the Poplic Train Trestle, Appears as a human-goat hybrid with a grotesquely deformed body of a man. Has powerful fur-covered goat legs, an alabaster skin face with an aquiline nose, and wide-set eyes. Short, sharp horns protrude from the forehead, nestled in long, greasy hair that match the color of the fur on the legs. Mm, sounds like a friend of mine, actually. Kind of does, yeah. Numerous urban legends exist about the creature's origins and the method it employs to claim its victims. According to some accounts, the creature uses either hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure trespassers to the trestle to meet their death before an oncoming train. Other stories claim the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing beneath it. Yet other legends tell that it attacks its victims with a blood-stained axe. Oh. It has also been said that the very sight of the creature is so unsettling, those who see it while walking across the high trestle are driven to leap off. Other legends explain the creature's origins, including that he is a human-goat hybrid, that it was a circus performer who vowed revenge after being mistreated. In one version, the creature escaped after a train derailed on the trestle. Another version claims the monster is really the twisted reincarnation form of a farmer who sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers. Okay. Mm-hmm. The legends have turned the area into a site for legend tripping. There have been a number of deaths and accidents at the trestle since its construction, despite the presence of an 8-foot, 2.4-meter fence to keep thrill-seekers out. Mm -hmm. There's a common misconception among amateur paranormal investigators that the trestle is abandoned and no longer used. In reality, the bridge carries a major rail line into Louisville. Heavy freight trains cross the bridge several times each day, so it's easy for someone to get caught atop it while oncoming train barrels down on them. Norfolk Southern Railway urged citizens not to climb the trestle, saying if they got caught, they would be arrested. The Popelik monster, having no actual reported sightings, exists primarily in the realm of myth and legend. The infamous Popelik train trestle has become a favorite spot for kids, especially ones conducting lighthearted bravery tests. <laughs> With someone who dared climb the trestle. This has not always been fun and games, however. In the summer of 1987, a young boy fell to his death from the trestle after evading an oncoming train 
and this fate was met again by a young boy 13 years later. So. And then just recently. And just recently. So the Pope Lick monster has certainly claimed a number of deaths. People apparently have not seen Stand By Me. No. Apparently not. You don't you don't play on train trestles. It's the difference between going to see a dead body and becoming a dead body. I gotta think how uh how mesmerizing mesmerizingly scary is the old uh goat man to make you jump off of a train trestle. <laughs> I don't know, but I bet it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sure. He's here all week. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you don't have to go with me along to do that sort of stuff. Enjoy the roast beef. Mm-hmm. And tip your waitress. I'll be here next Thursday. So, Kentucky has Goat Man. It does. That it may also be part sheep. It could be. <laughs> nah. And he may carry bloody axe. I hadn't heard that part of it. Yeah, I've heard that before. But the the thing about the Goat Man is. The public monster is, is pretty famous, and they do have it on some television shows and things like that. But um, the Goatman creatures are actually spotted in a lot of different states. They're not just exclusive to Kentucky, which what's funny is a lot of people in those states, if they have a Goatman legend, they think it's exclusive to them. Right. But it's not. So for some reason, there's these bipedal Goatman creatures that may or may not have weaponry that are just roaming around harassing <laughs> weaponry. people. Yeah, I mean, they're armored up like... Some Militarized Goatman. World of Warcraft Goatman monster. So, hey, no. Who knows? Yeah, I know that was your addiction for a while. Hey, I'm recovering. I've, I've been Warcraft-free for, I don't know, what, mm-hmm. seven, eight years? You now. still have to go to the meetings in costume? I do. Also. My name's Chris, and I was a level 70 Corin uh, <laughs> shaman. You've already made mine. My uh, chest hurt talking about <laughs> your chest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway, Goat Man. I think that's another. Uh, remember when we were talking about the uh, Dogman? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Goat Man is another uh, product of Nazi experimentation. I think you said that about the beak nosed whale. Well, was it the beak nosed yeah, whale? Yeah, I don't think it was Dogman. Well, Dogman, beak nosed whale, Goat Man. But we did talk about Dogman and Nazis or something, so sure. They're all, it's all Nazi-related. Probably. We will mix the animals with the men, and we will get the animal, and we will give him an axe. <laughs> the best zoo. Or the soup. The best zoo. <laughs> the best soup. Zoo. You can make soup out of them. That's true. Probably tastes a little gamey. Adolf's Wolfman Soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hitler's best. Oi. So moving on, Chad. What, yes. What's our next crazy Kentucky... Our next one sounds like the title to a Rob Zombie song. Dragula. No. Dead Demon Girl. Leaper. Oh, Demon Leaper. Demon Leaper. This is brought to us by Wave 3 News. It's The Demon Leaper, tales of Kentucky's gargoyle-like creature documented in headlines. This was actually done by Don G. She's an anchor for Wave 3 News. Louisville, Kentucky. There are many winged monsters, myths and legends all around the world. There are vampires, gargoyles, and one you may have never heard of, Kentucky's own Demon Leaper. In the early 1900s, the nation got a taste of this Kentucky legend as it made its way into the New York Times. Here, in a Kentucky historian and author David Domney's explained 
People looking up to the spires for a number of generations now have reported sightings of a strange gargoyle-like creature. The gargoyle-like creature, one of the most bizarre stories the bluegrass has to offer. Some people thought it was one of the gargoyles on the spires that came to life, explained Domini. Gargoyles perched on the side of the Victorian Gothic Walnut Street Baptist Church, built around 1902, seemed to peer over the sidewalks, keeping watch over the parishioners and the neighborhood. <laughs> the demon leaper seems to have attributes much like these same gargoyles perched along the church's rooftop. It's a bat-like creature with leathery skin, wings and claws, and talons. It's been seen to hop along the roof. Domini creatively described. The creature was often seen on the rooftop of Walnut Street Baptist Church, but its wings gave it the ability to travel to fly. Ooh. It's been seen on other structure rooftops as well. They call it the Demon Leaper. It's perhaps our most famous legend in old Louisville, Domini stressed. Louisville's Demon Leaper was famous enough that on September 12, 1880, the accounts of the creature made its way into the headlines of the New York Times, an aerial mystery. It read, the Courier-Journal in the Madisonville Times also kept track of the winged creature. Courier-Journal reported that people downtown were terrorized by what they called an agile monkey. <laughs> was, so, he, was he spray-painted silver? No. Oh. Some people say he was wearing a kind of shiny suit. Well, maybe he was. No. <laughs> Other people say it was his skin that was shiny. A lot of people refer to him as Kentucky's Mothman. Domini smiled as he explained. For the most part, he's pretty harmless from what I can tell. He's never really hurt anyone. He would poke people and scratch people. <laughs> Tales of strange winged creatures in this part of the country go back to Native American legend and possibly halfway around the world. This ties into something across the pond in Great Britain that was known as Spring Hill Jack. Nope. Spring it was Hill a Jack. heat figure. People didn't know if it was a man or a beast that would terrorize people in London. When he started to fade out in London, all of a sudden we started getting reports of him in the United States, Domini said. In London, he first appeared in 1837, but years later a similar winged creature appeared in old Louisville. So that, sir, is the burden we bear. The Demon Leaper? The Demon Leaper. I See, I think they should name him something else. Because when you say Demon Leaper... I'm thinking like, oh, it's this thing that finds demons and jumps over them. Not, it's a demon that leaps. Maybe he should be the leaping demon. Maybe he should just be the old Louisville gargoyle. <laughs> I don't know, that, that doesn't have a ring to it. Doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't slide off the tongue that well. Don't like that? No. Doesn't just work for you? The old Louisville shitey skin gray gargoyle thingy that runs around on rooftops and might fly. And maybe Kentucky's Mothman, with red glaring eyes. But <laughs> I've never seen one downtown. Uh, when when was that supposedly happening that it, Louisville was terrorized? Because I don't remember that. Well, I mean, according to the story, it was the 1800s. Oh, I think we should resurrect the Demon Leaper story in Louisville. Think so? The aforementioned friend of yours? Yeah. We get him to dress up in uh, something and... Get him to run around on rooftops no, and jump around a little bit. I think he'd be arrested and titled something completely different. But, uh, no, aren't you getting one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes for uh, your daughter's birthday? Yeah. I think we could probably set you up. <laughs> run around on rooftops yeah. in the inflatable just, dinosaur just costume. Just jump around in that inflatable dinosaur costume. And occasionally just go like, Wah! There you go. Just do that to random people on the street. Well, if I'm on the rooftops, how much? Oh, you, like... No, I'm not going to put you on a rooftop. You know, you couldn't leap from roof to roof. You'd be dead. 
Well, just, just run down the street and put a t-shirt on you that actually says Demon Leaper. Can we spray paint the suit silver? I don't care. Okay. Sure. Why not? Put some red LEDs in for the eyes. Okay. Yeah. I'm game. Demon Leaper. Now I'll run around and go, meh, listen to Paranormal Guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that on the back of your t-shirt. Okay. All right. Sir. Demon Leaper. Demon Leaper. Yes, sir. So. Yes. Do you feel like you've had enough cryptids, or would you like a little bit more? I don't. I I could always use more cryptids. A little more. Yeah. Well, good because I have more to give. Oh, you are a giving sort, Chad. <sighs> I can be. So this is entitled the Kentucky Mothman, and this comes to us from KentuckyGhost.com. Now, okay. First of all, I want to ask uh-huh. something. You you know this story. You've read it, so you can tell me right off the bat. Is this in fact a Mothman? reported in Kentucky, or is this a bunch of people from Kentucky that live on the other side of the river from Point Pleasant, and just going, Mothman's ours, we saw him too, He's, he doesn't belong to West Virginia. I think this is basically just some people that are drunk. No. Oh. <laughs> I, these sightings, that the Kentucky Mothman sightings are actually predate the Point Pleasant sightings. What? Yeah, they're older sightings. Hmm. So I think in some ways, I think the Point Pleasant story probably got the word out there was a Mothman at that time period, but I think Mothman sightings happen more frequently in the past than we really know. So, this is on the record, Chad. Yes. Are you saying the Point Pleasant Mothman is actually a Kentucky Mothman? Could be. <gasps> Shocker. You have alienated an entire state. Pretty much. But... I'll read the story. People can judge for themselves. <laughs> taken their cryptid. I have. In 1966 and 1967, the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, was visited multiple times by a mysterious winged creature. The Mothman, as it came to be called, was seen by over 100 witnesses over the course of the next year. The Mothman was described as a humanoid creature with large glowing eyes and a 10-foot wingspan. The sighting stopped suddenly after the tragic collapse of the Silver Bridge on December 15, 1967. In his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, John Keel, who unfortunately is no longer with us, but has some great books out there if anybody wants to get some good cryptid books, uh, he speculated that the appearance of the creature was related to the collapse of the bridge. Keel maintained that the Mothman-like creatures have been seen throughout human history before certain tragedies. But as Keel suggested, the appearance of the Mothman doesn't seem to be an isolated incident. The Mothman or Mothmen were seen in Kentucky before the famous Point Pleasant incident and have been seen since. So I hope you're buckled into your chair over there, Buster. I am. Because I'm about to break this wide open. No, Mothman's one of my, like, top three favorite cryptids. I know. I know he is. The earliest recorded sighting of a Mothman comes from November of 1868 in Mount Sterling, where over the course of several weeks, over two dozen residents reported seeing a winged man flying in circles above local landmarks including what's known as the Wright Green Adena Indian Mound and the historic Johnson House. While there are no known major disasters that happened in that area after the sighting, it was considered to be a very ill omen by the residents, and speculation ran rampant that it was some kind of demon and that the end of the world was at hand. Throughout 1938 and 1939, there were multiple sightings of the Mothman at either end of the state. The sightings began in Ashland, Kentucky in March of 1938, Interestingly, Ashland is only about 60 miles from Point Pleasant, where the most famous sightings happened. 
In April of that same year, sightings began to be reported in Elizabethtown. Not that far away. No, not at all. The sightings continued in both locations throughout the next two years, often within a day or so of one another, suggesting that either the thing can fly incredibly fast or that there were multiple mothmen at work. Nearly every report commented on the large red eyes of the creature. In 1939, of course, saw the beginning of World War II in Europe, which is undoubtedly one of the greatest tragedies in the, in the 20th century, if not all of human history. The creature was warning of the growing storm in Europe. Why it felt that Kentucky needed to be told first remains a mystery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's been a new wave of Mothman sightings in the small town of Pikeville, Kentucky. More than seven eyewitnesses have come forward with bizarre stories of encounters with a Birdman creature. Helen Bevel said she was walking her dog at about 10 p.m. on Tuesday night on 8-12 of 2008 when her dog stopped dead in his tracks after sensing something. After a few short minutes, a tall bird-like creature stumbled from the bushes. She said it stopped and looked straight at me. It had giant red glowing eyes and must have been over seven feet tall. I ran as fast as I could back to the house with the dog howling the whole way, Mrs. Bevel said. Later that night, Zane Wilson, a local deputy with the sheriff's department, said he noticed what appeared to be a very tall man standing next to the road. I stopped the cruiser and approached so slowly. When the thing turned around, it had piercing red eyes and extended some wing-type structure, which looked to be a span of more than ten feet. I unholstered my firearm, and the thing started to walk to me at a clumsy gait. Deputy Wilson said I told it to stop, and when it didn't, I emptied my revolver into its chest. I never even saw any indication <laughs> of the rounds impacting. I couldn't get back to my car fast enough and get the hell out of there. The deputy still looked quite shaken while repeating his story. Harley Foster said on Wednesday morning around 2 a.m. he was investigating some commotion out near his barn when he saw the creature. It looked like some kind of big bird or something the damn thing started to chase me. It looked like Big Bird. Apparently. That's not the Mothman. It's a guy with his arm stuck up in his face. <laughs> it was bobbing its head back and forth and hooting at me as I ran to the house to get my rifle. It was gone when I returned. I don't know what the hell it was, but it seemed really pissed off. <laughs> nice. Mr. Foster was quoted as saying, It's interesting that the Mothman seemed to appear in Kentucky on a roughly 70-year schedule. It could be that these mysterious entities have some supernatural calendar of their own, that they are following their appearance at times of disaster, or just maybe a coincidence. Bad things are, after all, happening all the time. This is the case. Those of you reading this who plan to still be around in about 2080 should keep your eyes out on the sky. All right. One of the most fascinating aspects of reports of the Mothman is the psychological effect they seem to have on people. Almost universally, those who have encountered the entities speak of them inspiring a sense of deep, almost primal dread. This, and perhaps their tenuous link to disasters, have led some to speculate that the creatures are not actually physical beings, but are a psychic projection that is somehow a uh, collective trauma that can be significant enough to shock the minds of those involved in the power of their collective psyches, bend space and time to cause one of these creatures to manifest itself before trauma happens. Exactly how this happens is yet to be explained. But even in the realm of mysterious and possibly supernatural creatures unknown to science, there's something unusual about Mothman. Reports of Bigfoot of lake monster sightings are almost always described in terms of someone disturbing the creature in its natural habitat. These animals all generally seem to stay as far away from people as possible. A Mothman acts like it wants to be seen. The creatures always appear in populated areas. They seem to go out of their way to attract attention to themselves. 
The two attract attention to themselves on their terms. They seem to single out individuals who ha they have close encounters with. So the Mothman's the more extroverted cryptid. Yeah, apparently. He like, likes hey. to be... Likes to be popular if hey. you see him. Mothman he over his here. Friend, so he's like, <laughs> hey, you notice you got much uh, going on. I thought maybe I could, uh, you know, hang out with you. Well, maybe that's it. You know, he he wants a friend. Mm -hmm. It's not his fault that he has large red glowing eyes and is kind of scary yeah. looking. And that's when bad stuff happens is he gets depressed and, you know, he's like, nobody wants to be my friend. I'm going to knock that bridge down. Yeah, well, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that you weren't using the uh, compact fluorescent bulbs that uh, the oil, gas, and electric sends you for free. You opted for a brighter LED light on your porch light, and I appreciate that very much. I think I'll hang around your house for a while. So, yeah. And if you're afraid of Mothman, you just get the yellow light bulbs. Yeah, that way they're not attracted to it. They're just like, oh, nothing Duh. over there. I'll go over to this other light. Right. I think you can probably detract a lot of cryptids by using uh, a yellow light bulb. Yellow light bulb. <laughs> There's another mar paranormal, paranormal guys. Man, paranormal guys, yellow cryptid expelling light bulbs. That's right. Available now. Forty nine ninety five. Right. Free shipping. Can we? <laughs> we won't even buy the yellow light bulbs. We'll go get to the dollar store and buy the cheap, like ninety nine cent incandescent light bulb and spray paint it yellow. Chris, that's unethical, sir. <laughs> You're gonna burn somebody's house down. Uh, you have to sign a waiver to buy paranormal guys waiver uh, bulb sheet yellow cryptid expelling bulbs that's right we're not responsible for anything that happens once you buy this bulb alright <laughs> I think it'd work it, I mean it might I don't know we'd have to find somebody who's being harassed by paranormal paranormal guys yellow cryptid expelling light bulb is not responsible for lake monsters <laughs> None of these things are real. Don't go look for them, and I don't think we're going to sell them anytime soon. Oh, the light no, bulb. No, the light bulb. Not the, the cryptids. No, the cryptids are completely what? real. Chris, I'm I'm appalled at your stupidity. <laughs> that's I. That's the hat trick of. I think so. Appalation. <laughs> if it. Yeah. yeah. Appalation. Appalled. Well, those are my cryptid stories, and I'm sticking to them. Well, I like those. Yeah. So Indiana has big snakes and a. Big turtle. Mm -hmm. Kentucky has average things. <laughs> it has a lot of things. Mothman, Lake Monster. Oh, I'm sorry. Indiana's got the market on the giant animal. Just uh, just snakes and a turtle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> two snakes like these. Indiana just has the hay. See that snake? It's bigger than normal. That's <laughs> a pretty big snake. And corn. Yep, and corn. So I'm surprised with Indiana having so much corn, there, there hasn't been like ungodly huge rat sightings or something. Like, I opened the grain silo and there was a rat the size of a hippopotamus. Ah, cheaper Creepers runs rampant because of the cornfields, you know that. Children of corn. Well, that's true. He who walks behind the rose. Uh, one thing I was thinking, you know, in the story you're talking about the Mothman, that he yeah. gives the primal sense of dread when people see him. Mm -hmm. You think the Mothman could be the black-eyed kid's pet because no. they say the black eyed kids have that give you a sense of dread thing going I don't think the black eyed kids would be with him enough to actually feed him what do you feed a moth man I mean what, what, a, what, a, what a moth see like flower pollen nectar stuff? I bet there's like a moth man cereal he eats <laughs> I bet it's like moth balls uh, in milk 
Yes, sir. Well, I think that wraps up uh, this show. Is that, is, is, that, is that the end of the series? End of the we're, show. We're going to stop at seven. Stop at seven. Yeah. But anyway, Chad, uh, we do have uh, some of those paranormal guys decals left. Uh, we do. How would you get one if uh, you wanted one, Chad? Just email the show. Give us your name, address. We'll be happy to send you some free decals. And you can email us at pongpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can go to paronormalguys.com, and we have a convenient little email us form all set up there to where you don't even really have to think about it. That's right. And you can also send us stories. If you've had any strange, mysterious, odd things happen to you in your life, let us know. We may read that on the end. Right. You can use that email address for comments, suggestions, critique Chad's unique storytelling abilities. Send us photos of cryptids. Sure. Be careful what you wish. Hey, I can delete anything. But yeah, paranormalguys.com. That's where you can find everything about the show. You can listen to the show. You can see an awesome picture of Chad looking very much like Seth Rogen. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is also one of the things on there that Chad likes to mention. We have a donate page where if you enjoy the show enough to want to give us a buck or two to get Chad's new headphones, <laughs> you can go right ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. What else is on the website there, Chad? Links to great websites. <laughs> have uh, you even looked at our website, Chad? We have a website. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of stuff on the website. News, uh, links to some of the sites we like to use together, uh, stories for the show. Uh, there's a link to uh, the guys at Creature Replica still. I like to think of it as a paranormacopia. <laughs> <laughs> the show is devolving quickly yes i always give a little shout out to uh william blanchard he's the uh gentleman that uh composed the piece we use for the theme music for paranormal guys and last show we started using the music for our little break interlude uh and i think uh we have went ahead and uh decided that he will be our exclusive music provider for uh paranormal guys yeah he has some really awesome music, and I'm really into all of it. And you can find his music on soundclick.com. And he also has a SoundCloud page, which you can just uh, search for him right there and find his music there as well. It's very groovy. You should check it out. You should. And Chad. Yes, Chris. I know your favorite part of the show. Oh, it is. Until next time. Yes. Have a pair of normal weeks. future king and then it'll be a soul that we buried his mummy over by the lake and everything will work <laughs> out just fine. <laughs>